Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the time of the week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1045, when we bring in Mr. Tom Korski, who is going to be very busy over the next six weeks. Hello, Tom. Hi, Alex. Hey, quickly, before we start on all the emergencies uh, act stuff, uh, opposition is going to force this uh, investigation into a rive can. And so they want the books open as to where the $54 million uh, went for an overpriced app that was developed here in Toronto by an, another company for like in two days for about a million bucks. You've been reporting for a long time with Blacklocks about these COVID deals that never end up in the, the favor of the taxpayer. I'll never forget the uh, really the immortal testimony of a, a prosecutor who had been with the Charbonneau Commission. That's the Quebec Commission that looked into graft in the construction industry, sent quite a few mayors to the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And he testified in committee, Alex, and he said, you know, you think the, the contracting rules don't apply in emergency because the government wants to save lives. Wrong. This is exactly the time that you follow the rules in an emergency because he could see the money just pouring out billions and billions of dollars without real-time scrutiny, almost no consequences, and cover-ups after the fact. That's just, that's a plain fact. Why would it be an eternal mystery that you cannot find out exactly who got this Arrive Can app subcontracting, and why? And how did they get that secret handshake? Who made the call? This is, the, the Department of Public Works that, that manages most contracts, they're rife with this. We've established that within days of the pandemic being invoked by the World Health Organization, the calls were going out, and some people knew just who to call. Yeah. Hey, it's great to have friends in all the right places. Meanwhile, speaking of a cover-up, so a lot of questions about Marco, Men- uh, Marco Mendocino, um, about these claims that he backdated a document to mislead a federal judge. His office is saying, oopsie, just a big mistake. And then you guys find details in documents and emails saying, no, the minister very much knew about this. And yet, the Commons Immigration Committee deciding in a vote six to five we're not going to investigate these allegations of, you know, obstruct of justice, uh, you know, involving a, a former crown, a current lawyer. So they're just, it just goes away because it was just a, a big oopsie. That was a liberal and bloc MPs voted the majority in that 6-5 vote at the Immigration Committee, uh, Alex, saying they're just not interested. Uh, this may be a matter for the Ethics Committee. That's up to MPs. Uh, Mendicino's version of events, I'm sorry, uh, just simply doesn't wash, and frankly, it's difficult to grasp coming from, as you mentioned, a member of the Law Society, former Crown Prosecutor, sworn officer of a G7 cabinet. And his story basically is, I, you know, I was in my, I was in a corner of the office working in, on the economy, and there were all these people doing things in my name's problem. We can see through uh, 
through documentation, this was sent up to his office. It was all done. They, everything goes to the minister's office. Someone in his office approved this. What did they do? They were in a tight spot in a trademark dispute in federal court. They wanted to mislead a judge. I, can, I, I think it's absolutely obvious that they wanted to seek advantage and avoid consequences by claiming an act of parliament was enforced when it wasn't. And uh, Marco and his friends did their best to backdate documents to fool a judge. And they got caught. And we found out. And uh, whether Parliament wants to pursue this or not, those are the raw facts. That's where we are in terms of ethics and accountability in Ottawa, Canada in 2022. It really is something. Um, for some reason, my microphone keeps turning off, but I'll, I'll keep aware of that. Meanwhile, I mean, Marco Mendicino is going to be one of a number of Liberal MPs and the Prime Minister himself. They'll be called, as will convoy uh, organizers, in the Emergencies Act inquiry, which is now underway. It's on the TV behind me. We've got the instructions of how, how this thing goes down. But, you know, he's going to have to explain because he, he clearly has relatives in the Pinocchio family. Um, this is a guy who 13 times claimed that, that the police had asked this government to, to launch the emergency powers. And, of course, that was all, all debunked. And then he had to retract his talking point and come up with something else. But he will be testifying because these things are underway. And you guys have already laid out a number of, of, of reasons why this act uh, was an overreach. But, again, you also report the RCMP in a briefing note. Um, on the very day that this was invoked, you know, claimed that there were these weapons out there, but there were no weapons. And so, again, whether they can convince this judge or, or otherwise, they're going to have to explain it. It all starts today. Absolutely. There's been a lot of uh, real baloney, no matter how thin they sliced it. One is the, this, this mythology of the uh, truckers who hid guns in their vehicles. You know, uh, th th three times this came up. Yeah. Uh, th police quoting anonymous sources, intelligence, can't say who, that they had shotguns, they had guns. Uh, Alex, they did not have guns. They did not have pictures of guns. The truckers did not have videotapes of movies with actors with guns. It was a gun-free zone outside of Parliament Hill. There were more guns on Young Street on a Saturday night than there yeah. were outside Parliament for three and a half weeks. I mean, there were guns seized in, in, in coots, but again, the police That's seized them without incident. That's not the public order emergency, exactly. That was routine policing. That was Constable Bob in Milk River, Alberta, cracked that case. He didn't need Marco Mendicino. We're talking about outside Parliament. That was the only protest going on when, when the feds dropped the hammer on Valentine's Day. You heard the judge today said something really important, and I don't know if Cabinet got the message. This is all about cabinet and what cabinet did this is not about what some trucker put on his twitter feed this is not about whatever conspiracy theory freedom convoy sympathizers may have shared on their facebook posts this is about cabinet cabinet will testify under oath alex that's a withering prospect name the, the politician who does well under oath when asked to explain what they did. That's a short list. Yeah, it'll be very interesting, unlike other committee hearings like the We Charity scandal where, you know, talking points can be spun. Uh, this is a judge, and he is under oath. Um, and, and it'll be interesting also to see what kind of disclosure they give on um, on 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 cabinet documents, whether or not that's all been handed over or, or whether it's all been blacked out. 
Um, so I'm going to be fascinated as to how this plays out. Interestingly, though, you guys got also, um, you know, documents showing that, that RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky has been instructed on how she must behave and appear uh, when she testifies during this and, quote, unquote, be self-confident and firm and then be slow in your answers. Beware of trickery by MPs. And the advice in the five-page sheet to her was smile and pause. Like, so what, the woman who does the, tr- the, the Trudeau government's bidding is now getting, you know, coached on how to behave during an inquiry that is supposed to be, I don't know. It's a five I'm sorry. It's a five-page tip sheet on how to answer questions at a parliamentary committee for the commissioner of the RCMP. My God, how does this police force function? Why are planes not crashing from the sky? Are you kidding me? Five pages of tips on how to answer the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Avoid acronyms, said the tip sheet. Use plain language. (laughs) Well, you have to laugh or you cry, right? Because where where, where are we? (laughs) There's only one tip. Just tell the truth. Well, there is that. (laughs) You could follow the Ten Commandments. That is true. I mean, maybe we can't handle it. Well, I think some of us can. You know, some of us can. All right. So it all starts. Do we know when uh, the prime minister, when the cabinet uh, starts to testify? Because this that will be uh, yeah, down in November. That will be the last. Oh. They get all their there facts nailed. <laughs> then, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, get your popcorn. It's going to be a very, very interesting um, six weeks. And certainly a lot of this has already been uh, reported by you guys, of course, and we'll continue to follow it. Tom, have a terrific day. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski. He is with Blacklock's reporter and, of course, subscription base worth the investment.